thanks so much for, um, I, I am a bit touched by today, just the welcome that we've got, and um, yeah, the, there is so much of my heart that's been in what we've shared together over many years, and um, yeah, just looking around and knowing so many stories that, that, that we've shared, you know, over those years, and um, yeah, it, it is, it, it's um, lovely to be back, <laughs> Yeah, very lovely. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's nice. Um, yep. Oh, I, I, I wondered if I should talk on hope when you follow a club like the Cowboys. Um, you may have noticed that over the last couple of years, I've been pretty quiet about the footy because um, it just hasn't been much to talk about. Um, but there is always hope. So I've booked him for the first trial game. Um, so I'm, I'm ready for a new season. And I always start out with hope. <laughs> but my sermon is not about hope today. But um, I wanted to share a little bit of our journey. And um, yeah, I, I guess um, just what God has spoken into um, our life over the last uh, period of time. So we we're about a month off going to Thailand to live for what we thought was going to be a long period of time in March of last year. And we're still here. And I find that interesting because in our preparation to go, we got rid of a lot of stuff. Stuff that I thought was nice to have around. Some of it, some of it was um, toys that I had. I, I guess they were expensive sort of toys, some of them, but, um, but we got rid of them. We gave away our camping stuff, which we finessed over many... Well, I, I, I like that sort of stuff. And um, we gave that away and... And then um, we gave away other stuff that we thought we wouldn't need and we took a lot of stuff to the dump because it wasn't worth anything. And then we found out we're going to stay. And we realised that we didn't need all this stuff as much as what we thought we did. And then as we've stayed we've realised that there is still more stuff that we need to shed because our trailer keeps filling up with stuff that we need to take to the dump. And um, we thought some things were really important and they're not so important. And so uh, I, I guess as I've said goodbye to some of these things, there's been touches of sadness as I've seen them depart and even though there's a, a part of me that mourns letting go, there's also a part of me that has found a new freedom in living freely and lightly. Where some of my attachment to stuff has been challenged. And, and as I consider that invitation in Matthew's Gospel when Jesus said, you know, come, come to me. <laughs> And I will, and this is my very loose translation, so forgive me, there's no, no particular version, Chris Gribble version, 
Come to me, all you who are tired and burnt out, weary from religion, and I will show you the free and open life. The one that lives out of kindness and invites us to flourish. When I immerse myself in that passage and other passages from, from the Gospels and from, from the Scriptures, I find that my deepest yearnings are spoken into. There's something in my heart that desires that free and open life, the, the lighter life, the one that's not so encumbered by so many things that seem to hold us back. What I find, though, is that this freedom invites me to trust more and more. And there's always in that journey of trust that step into uncertainty, that first step. You know, the one you just don't want to take. But then I realize that I'm not alone. That there are many other people who have taken that step before me that inspire not just me, but all of us to step deeper into trust in God. And even though we don't grasp everything and don't understand everything in some of that uncertainty... God is always and continues to call us into a bigger adventure and a lighter load. One of the feelings that I've recognized it surfacing in me is that is one of disappointment. Those of you who know April and I have known us and who have known us for a long time will know that we've we've had a heart to serve overseas and we were in China about 10 years ago and you know we 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 wanted to go you know we 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 wanted to serve God we wanted to we, we wanted to have that kingdom adventure and we got so close and then on the brink of leaving, we couldn't. And it seems that no matter how willing we are to go, that God wants us here in Toowoomba. And when I say this, I realize that we are still in the middle of God's plan, even though we haven't shifted anywhere. And I still have to work out with what to do with my disappointment. And it seems that our plans were different to God's plans. And perhaps that's the challenge to my desire to be in control that God brings to all of us, isn't it? I'm not in control. God is. God knows best. When I experience that truth, 
It's not always so easy to feel gracious to God in the midst of that. And that's where I believe that disappointment rises up for me at times. And I think God's okay with that. That's the exciting thing about our God. One of the things that we've realised is that everything we plan for has, has changed. And so we're looking like we're staying in Australia at least, at least this year, next year. Um, and we're uncertain after that. However, we are still doing the work that we set out to do with Destiny Rescue. And actually, the role has expanded. Um, I'm, I'm now the International Director of IT. So that's probably a scary thought. Where's Barry? That's probably a scary thought for some people. But I have a good team. <laughs> so it's, it's okay. And I, I'm also doing the human resources at this time as well. We continue to live by faith for our needs. And there's a freedom in that, friends. And there's a thankfulness in that as well. We are so thankful for this church and the support that you guys give us. Um, it, It touches me. Because... Because of the heart that I see that that giving comes out of and that we've shared in. and um, so, so I still, I am touched by this church's generosity to our family. Thank you. In the work we do with Destiny Rescue, which is all about rescuing girls from sex trafficking, uh, the last year has been challenging and i um, there were a number of things that people predicted would happen and have happened. One is that the problem hasn't gone away. Okay? It's still there. The second was that, and we've been largely isolated from some of the extreme effects of the COVID virus, but in some of these countries where they've been drastically affected, poverty and increased poverty has increased those people's vulnerability and the opportunities for exploitation. And so, as a result of that, as well, that the problem has gone increasingly underground because a lot of the public-facing parts of what we deal with in Destiny Rescue have been pushed further to the edges. So, vulnerable, vulnerable people have been made even more vulnerable. Children. Which is the, the focus of our ministry. So children are being made more vulnerable. And the... Th- I don't know if I'm up to four, but whatever I'm up to, it's gone online. So... We've seen people who are vulnerable become increasingly exploited, pushed to the margins, and it's gone online. So it's become global. Well, it always was global, but it's found new ways to express itself. And so 
we are seeing the problem continue to increase in our world. It's a sad indictment on some aspects of humanity, isn't it? Often, for these families, it's a choice about starvation or survival. And we couldn't imagine the choices that they have to make about their children, that they have to make. In situations where there are haves and have-nots, there are always people who will take advantage of others, who will exploit them for their own benefit. And that's what happens with child exploitation. And fundamentally, at the heart of it, 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 it's a problem of exploitation, but it's also a poverty problem. And you know in Scripture... It talks very specifically about what to do with poverty. Actually, there's a lot of stuff dedicated to, to how our attitude should be to the poor. A lot of that Old Testament stuff that Catherine touched on this morning is all about creating a just society. Because that's what the kingdom is all about, isn't it? It's where justice, God's righteousness reigns. And so... You know, those laborious stipulations that we find in the Old Testament were always intended to direct us to the type of society, the type of community that God wants us to have. And the very nature of that community is where we care for each other, truly care for each other. Jesus expanded the understanding of the Old Testament into the way. You know, the, the way was the, what they called the, the followers. The, the followers of Jesus followed the way. The idea of virtue, of goodness being expressed comes out again and again in the Gospels. And Jesus spent a lot of his time inviting people to come and follow me. Come follow me. Promising those people who followed him wholeheartedly that they would enter into a life in which they could flourish. It was an invitation into the kingdom life. And he was referring to a place where we have peace and harmony and a sense of community that sometimes when the church really starts humming along and doing what it should do, we see glimpses of what that kingdom life is all about. And that's what Jesus invites us to follow him into. It's this big kingdom life. It's the flourishing life. It's the compassionate life. 
It's the one that looks out and says, here are the poor. And I truly care about them. And I'm going to put, do something with my life that has an impact on their lives. And that's the life of the kingdom that we're all invited into. We're not here just to have holy arguments in the church. Seriously, we're not. We're called to serve the lost, to seek them out. And Jesus said that in the New Testament. Look out. You know, so often we're looking inwards at each other and picking little faults of what's wrong and what could be done better and what I prefer when the gospel calls us into a life of saying, I truly care for the poor. And that's the calling of the church. And that should excite us. And that is the flourishing life that we're invited into. And if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will shine in the darkness. Your light will shine in the darkness. That's what we're here for, friends. Not a little glow in the Highfields, um, the GM community school. We're our light to shine in the darkness. And when you give a banquet... Invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and be blessed. Although they cannot repay you. So the blessing doesn't come from those we serve. It comes from those, we give to those who can't repay. The blessing comes from God. We live in a world, our world, where we can choose to eat whatever we want, pretty much. The problem is we choose to eat too much for a lot of us, or some of us, not, not everyone here. Sorry, I shouldn't. No comment on anyone's, um, put my foot in that one, didn't I? But we live in a world of enormous privilege. I'm, I'm, I'm always mindful of that, especially when you start looking out and hearing the stories that, that we hear in our organisation with Destiny Rescue. So much privilege. So much understanding that we have in the church. There are you know, books that you could read to your heart's content. I can make choices about what I do and don't do that a lot of the world just doesn't have that opportunity, not in the way that we understand it. And we don't even realise a lot of the time that it's a privilege. <laughs> and sometimes in the midst of that privilege, we start just focusing inwards instead of shining like a light on the hill.
This is such a wonderful group of people. Now, I'd, I'd just like to encourage you as you go forward. Blessings upon Matt's leadership and, you know, what's happening in this church. And it's so wonderful to let go to such good hands. You've got a young pastor who's got a real heart for the kingdom. It's worth following that. Can I encourage all of us, though? Can I encourage all of us, though? It's not, not up to one person. Can I leave you with this? Spend, spend, spend yourself finding hungry people. Look out for them. Look out for the poor. They're there, even around us here in our world. Fight for justice. Be passionate about justice. Get closer to those who don't have much and who can never repay you with anything. Give to those who can't repay you. You know, wealth is never an issue in Scripture. But it's very clear about how we sh- what we should do with it. Very clear. And I pray that as you consider your year ahead and how each of us will deal with the privilege that we've been given, that we will not forget to look out and see the poor. Jesus asks us to do exactly that. Look, look, the fields are white and they're ready to harvest. But there was a lament as well. The workers are few. And I trust that as we look out, that the Holy Spirit will invite us into a new understanding of the kingdom coming a little bit closer in this church. Amen.